Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Final hour of the show tonight. We're going to talk some LSU football recruiting back in the news. They land a five-star guy. They've got the number one spot in most recruiting rankings, leapfrogging. Yeah, that Alabama Crimson Tide evil empire over there. I'll talk to Mike Scarborough at 1020 about this. Also, the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, Chiefs Safety, hosting the second annual Tyron Matthew Kickball Classic. We will play an interview with him and Bobby Bear from Sports Talk earlier tonight, a little bit later in the show. We're watching the Warriors and the Rockets play, start of the second quarter, and Tim Zimmer come through behind the glass. Told you all right, my TV not working here in the studio, so Tim has turned his TV all the way around, the noble sacrifice of himself. You are our own um, Jorah Mormont here, Tim. Thank you so much. Uh, Warriors 29 and Rockets 22. You can still see it? Is that where you got a little reflection there? It's kind of like looking at a car mirror. It's kind of backwards, but you can still see it. <laughs> yeah, Steph Curry's got a banged-up finger. Curry with five points in this. Balance scoring like you usually see from the Warriors. Seven for Draymond Green, who leads the Warriors right now five for Durant and Curry Iguodala with six four points off the bench for uh, Jerbeko and uh, Jerbeko and for the Houston Rockets let's see here Chris Paul eight points James Harden did not score in that first quarter Harden he of the angst against the officials no points zero free throws attempted I tell you this: If the Rockets lose this game, they're not winning this series. You can't go down 0-2 against this Warriors team. This isn't you know the finals pre Kevin Durant, and then Draymond gets ejected and you blow a three-one lead. It's not happening. Uh, LSU though, they got a couple of big-time recruits: a linebacker Antoine Sampa, uh, a four-star guy at some sites, five-star guy I think in a couple of others. He has committed, and that follows the pledge of squarely five-star receiver Rakeem Jarrett, who announced his decision to commit to LSU over the weekend. Tigers now 14 commitments in the 2020 recruiting cycle, and all but one of those 14 – This, I mean, this is incredible. All but one of those 14, a four- or five-star guy. And Coach O was hired because of his recruiting chops. Let's let's not play naive here. He's not the in-game tactician that you know Tom Herman or a a Jimbo Fisher or even a Nick Saban is. But he got this job. He landed this job mainly due to the promise of him delivering these kind of recruiting classes. Well, he did it in 2019, and the 2020 class is looking just as good and and amazingly, maybe even better. Now, a couple of sites have LSU at number one. A couple of others have them down in the top five, but not in the top spot. For example, uh, 24-7 Sports has LSU at the number five spot. 
But, Tim, you've got to be excited here. You've absolutely got to be excited. And it's not often that – we were just talking about David Griffin, the promise he's delivering with the Pelicans. Coach O's kind of in the same thing. And I understand you've actually got to start winning and competing for SEC championships, SEC West titles, and eventually get back into the college uh, football playoff. But that starts with recruiting, and he's delivering there. Yeah, I mean, Coach O's doing a great job, and I think it also it's the recruiting of with Dave Aranda. You got to throw him in there. He's definitely a factor on why these players are coming here. And the new addition of the offensive uh, coordinator that's coming in—I forgot his name off the top of my head. Uh, he's Brady. Brady, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, passing game coordinator. Yeah, yeah. Passing game coordinator. That's definitely got you know recruits' eyes here. So those two additions will obviously Aranda's been here for a while, but Aranda and Brady have definitely you know helped helped recruit players to LSU and also the recruiting it's given Coach O a couple more it's gotten him way off the hot seat absolutely he has no heat on him going into the season Zero. even if he wins eight games I still think with the ridiculous recruiting class if all these guys do stay I think regardless of what happens as long as Coach O wins about eight games he'll be fine I don't I think he'll be fine if he win. I, I could He's got at least a three-year window. Yeah, I, I, he could win six games and squeak into a bowl, and I think well, he'd have another I, year. I think six games would definitely get the the. He'd be on the hot seat. That, yes, but I th- I don't think he's getting. F- there's there's almost no scenario other than if it's a Will Wade kind of situation when something some kind of scandal happens, and I don't think it's going to happen with Coach O that that he I lands th- anywhere close to a hot I seat. I think the only negative thing that's came out of this recruiting class so far, from at least the people that you see on message boards, is they want more offensive linemen and more defensive linemen uh, in the class, and that's kind of lacking. But, I mean, it's still early. I mean, nitpick away here, people. you got a lot of, you got a lot of you know talent. you got a lot of cornerbacks, a lot of wide receivers, a lot of safeties. you got a lot of guy, linebackers, a lot of guys who can make plays, and they, they want the big boys. But, you know, those that's what Coach O is – He's good at getting, so it's still early. So I'm not. Yeah, I want to correct uh, myself. Uh, Go twenty four seven does have LSU at number one in line with pretty much everybody else. Uh, the two five star guys, Raheem Jarrett, we told you about Elias Ricks, the cornerback from California. He's the five star guy, and everybody else is a four star guy, um, except for the one um, out of those seventeen guys. So it's it's just an incredible class. A lot, as you mentioned, Tim. A lot of skill position talent here. Cornerbacks, receivers, running backs, some linebackers. Um, I, I, some people don't consider the linebackers a skill position. I consider linebackers in modern football, in today's football, with the sideline to sideline speeds and the coverage skills you have to have. That's a skill position now. And LSU is gobbling those guys up left and right. Yeah, I mean, they got that. And, I mean, they got uh, John Emery from last this past year as a freshman, the number one player in the country. He's still a running back. He's still – I think he's from Texas. I'm not quite sure – but I think he's still he he's a, as LSU on the table. If LSU can land the number one running back in the country, watch out because that 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 will just put the cherry on top of this class. I don't know if it's a possibility, but I do think quarterback is. They got T.J. Finley in this class. I think the kid from Ponchatoula. Is that uh, the, the I believe so, right? He's the. I, I don't know if he's a hard commit, but he's at least a soft commit, right? He's one of the. I think no, he's he, a hard commit. He's the he quarterback. Yeah, he committed the quarterback on that's in the class. Looks like he committed what a month ago. It looks like. Yeah, I still think they're going to try to add another quarterback to the class though, because I mean he's shown some talent and he's definitely shown a lot in high school. I just don't know if that's the quarterback LSU wants to. They usually take two, so I, that's what I think. Mike Scarborough is going to join us next, so we'll step aside. The recruiting analyst and publisher for TigerBait.com. He will join us. We'll talk some LSU recruiting. Good times over in Baton Rouge. Yeah, hold that tiger. Rockets closing the gap on the Warriors, 32-29, second quarter. And uh, James Harden watch, not going well for him. Still no points for James Harden. 
just six minutes. Something's got to be wrong. Tim, find out what's wrong. Or, you know, we're trying to figure out what's wrong with James um, Harden, but it's only six minutes in that first quarter. He has not appeared in the second quarters. We've kind of been watching this on the big screen, so an injury of some sort. We'll try to update you there. We told you great week of recruiting, really a great year, great two years of recruiting for LSU. It's just continuing as they have the number one ranked recruiting class right now, according to just about everybody out there with what they've done over the last couple of days when you have Rakeem Jarrett, the wide receiver, out of St. John's High School in D.C. And then Antoine Sampa, the linebacker from Virginia. They both signed. That's a five-star and a five- or four-star guy, depending on the site, respectively. Mike Scarborough coming in to talk about it with us now, publisher and recruiting analyst at TigerBait.com. And, and Mike, uh, is that oh, delivering or what on his promises to make LSU the recruiting destination anywhere in the country? And he's doing just that. No, it's astonishing. But I, I tell you, it, it, some of his hires – are a big part of it. Um, you know, just talking about the receiver position, um, you mentioned Rakeem Jarrett, and, of course, uh, you got Kayshawn Booty down in New Iberia, the best receiver in Louisiana, in my opinion. Um, and, then, of course, um, you know, you've had Jermaine Burton from California, arguably the top receiver in that state, uh, one of the top two or three at least. And um, it's it, – uh, that's Joe Brady, uh, bringing in a 28-year-old young assistant with its high energy – comes in the door, evaluates the position throughout the spring, uh, sees where LSU needs some help there, and not just, for, you know, beyond the uh, – really the whole posi- – that position needs uh, to be uh, rebuilt and, and needs some depth. And I don't think they're done at that spot with the three great ones they've got. Uh, there's not going to be a wide receiver class by any school uh, in, the, in, the, in America that's going to have uh, – if LSU holds on to those three and adds a fourth – uh, that will come close to LSU's wide receiver group. So, yeah, it's, you know, first, initially it was uh, Elias Ricks getting the Derek Stingley of 2020 committed and him being a Pied Piper and, and working Twitter and helping the staff recruit other kids, and, of course, multiple from California. Um, that's part of it. But, you know, when you talk to LSU folks and you start saying, well, what the heck's going on? We hadn't seen anything like this. And they're saying things like, well, LSU is a national brand. Um, and, and, and I think that is part of it. Um, you know, I, I keep saying, you know, I would like to know at some point the difference in expenditures for the travel budget for, for coaches, uh, how much has been spent to this point, uh, you know, this calendar year, you know, for the first so many months and when they can go out um, compared to previous years. I think you've got assistant coaches that are now been untethered um, and are free to go anywhere in the country to get players that they, that there's mutual interest. Um, that was one of the gripes with under Les Miles, where there you would see recruits and that would mention LSU, but an LSU coach either wouldn't go up there in, in the spring, or uh, once they could go out in the fall, wouldn't go out on a Friday night. Um, whereas this staff. They're, they're not afraid of it. I mean, Bill Bush has been to Tucson, Arizona three times, and that's why Lathan Ransom, the top safety uh, in that state, was in this past weekend for an official visit. So I think it's a combination of good old shoe leather recruiting, committed recruits, recruiting other players, and, 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 then, and then it starts to feed itself. You've got a number one ranked recruiting class and other kids across the country saying, what in the heck's going on at LSU? And, yeah, it is a national brand, and – um, you know, LSU football games uh, are always, uh, you know, you look at the top 20 
televised ranked, uh, you know, the television rankings of uh, of the top 20 football games every season. And, you know, there's probably four or five uh, games that involved LSU that are always right there in the top uh, 20. So uh, that that's a big deal. So, uh, Mike, really, uh, you, really? you, 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 you got to give them credit. And, and, and I think they've also got some great assistance inside. Uh, you, you talk about position coaches, but I think you've also got some young staff members that are really elevating things as well. Uh, Mike, really quickly here, um, I want to. We had a question about when TJ Finley committed, and I think I was wrong. It was it was in 2018 that he committed, right? Right. Yeah, like back in I think mid 2018. I was saying a couple of months ago, but I think it was uh, back in 2018. Um, <laughs> go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. No, uh, I'm- all right, Mike Scarborough, publisher and recruiting analyst for TigerBait.com. You mentioned that the the pipeline that's grown and expanded across the country. Um, he's got the pipeline now in California. We know O has the USC connection, and he maintains contact with a lot of his coaches out there, and he even uses Pete Carroll's pipeline to get some of these guys, is what I've heard. Uh, is that what you're hearing with the success that they're having in California right now? Because whether it's uh, I, I, I think that's a little bit of it. I, I don't know what percentage you would put on that. But I think the biggest, the vast majority percentage of it is actually Elias Ricks, the the cornerback, mm-hmm. uh, number one cornerback in the country, and him being so active, knowing these kids, he truly is. Um, I don't know if you recall years ago, Russell Shepard, sure, you know, was that type of recruit in that that class, just a real vocal kid, high personality, uh, a, a top ranked five star prospect. Uh, that's a draw and. Um, you know, look, you, 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 you win that Fiesta Bowl, you win 10 games, you got Joe Burrow coming back, you bring in a 28-year-old assistant from the New Orleans Saints, these kids are seeing a new offense, um, you know, and then just things start snowballing. So you, you, you get a couple of kids from areas of the country where LSU's never really been that active recruiting-wise, and then it makes other kids turn their head and see LSU is a viable possibility. You know, it's... Uh, you know, one of the most common questions we've gotten in the last several weeks with these out-of-state commitments is, are they going to stick? You know, well, I mean, I, I guess, you know, one or two could fall off. But, heck, we've had one or two fall off that are, are local kids. You know, wh- what's the difference? They're, are they, they're not held to any different, any different standard. Um, I, di- I just think with a lot of those kids, particularly ones in California, you look at some of their unofficial visit destinations that they've been to, I mean, they're 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 most of them are out of state. You got a lot of kids in California looking at Oklahoma, going to Oregon, and you know my argument is is you know if you're a kid in San Diego or Los Angeles and you're getting on a plane to go to to visit Oregon unofficially or officially, what's what's the difference? You're dealing with an airport, you're getting on a plane, uh, you know what's the difference going up there or, or uh, up to Eugene or, or going to Baton Rouge? Yeah, no, that's it's a great point, Mike. And you know this, um, especially running your site, that no matter what success comes, there's always going to be people who are uh, find ways to criticize. And even as good as this class is, Tim brought this up last segment, and I've seen this also, that uh, a lot of people are worried that uh, there's not a lot of guys on the interior offensive and defensive line. Oh, no, no, coming no, no, no. That, that's, that's legit. That, no, that's, that legit? That, that is legit. I mean, that's... The rest of the way, and, and anybody, and look, I've been beating that drum for years. It's LSU has, you know, always had, you know, very good recruiting classes. Uh, you know, I, I guess I would say middle of the top ten on average the last handful of years. Um, the problem with, with 
those class rankings, whether you're going to look at uh, 247 or Rivals or ESPN, those, those rankings do not factor in position needs and where, where a program is lacking on their roster. And, you know, it, it's, it's, you can have all the athletes, you can have the DBU thing continue to roll and feed itself, um, but it, it, you've you got to quit playing that broken record that we're not sitting here the second week of November after another loss to Alabama and saying, you know, you got to – they were just not matching up with offensive and defensive linemen. Is that and, just a product of the lack of really premier, um, you know, top flight four and five-star guys at those positions here in the state and, you know, in, in uh, East Texas? Well, here's the deal. I, I, I do agree with 14 commitments. It's legit to say where's the beef. I think that's going to be remedied on the defensive line. I think Jaquel and Roy will eventually be back in the fold with LSU. I think Jacoby and Guillory from Alexandria Senior High School will be an LSU guy. Um, you know, the, and then you've got Jalen Lee at Live Oak out there as well, and then a couple of kids in Texas that they're recruiting. I think you're going to have the answer as far as your, your big defensive tackle nose guard types uh, soon enough. The wor- I think the position of worry is offensive line, and it's not just you know, highly rated guys. They legit need to find tackles. And, you know, we were hearing a couple of months ago that, you know, would like to have a full class of, of tackles, four of them, maybe one or two guards, but it need, they need to have legit tackles. And you're starting to look at the way some of the things might slot and who those guys might be, and you're, you're, you're looking again where maybe it might be another guard-heavy class. Well, the roster is loaded with guards. LSU's problem is tackles. So um, it, I don't think it's a legit – I don't think you want to call it a gripe or – nitpicking or, mm-hmm. or throwing a wet blanket on, on a number one ranked recruiting class right now. But I, I, that, that, that it, to me, the defensive line thing, I think where LSU is trending and what's there and knowing where those guys are at, I think that, that they're going to have that answer. The offensive line is, is the big question. And uh, watch out in June. There's going to be an offensive line, defensive line camp first week of June. Then you have the elite camp uh, June 20th through the 22nd, I believe, are the dates. Pay attention to what offensive linemen show up for those camps to work with Coach Craig, and that'll probably give you a real clear indication of the pool that they're going to have to choose from or, or get commitments from. Um, but that, that, to me, the, the rest of the way, you've got your two quarterbacks. Yeah, you need a running back. We'll, a lot of people are excited about Kendall Milton out west, another five-star prospect. Uh, but you also have a shot Clayton right there in New Orleans that's got an LSU offer that's a possibility. Done at quarterback, need a running back, need a, another three or four offensive linemen. I say four, three defensive linemen, and then we'll see the rest of the way what they do with you know linebacker, safety, another wide receiver, and a, a tight end. So, and that'll get you to a full class of twenty-five. I didn't add up the numbers right there, but yep. And I, and I think somewhere along the way, I, you know. You know, we're sitting here, you know, three or four months from now, and of the 14 commitments you got right now, maybe did one or two fall off, or I, I guess it can happen. But uh, there's there's absolutely uh, throw some bouquets towards Ed Orgeron and staff. This is this is a phenomenal uh, piece of work they've got done right now. Uh, Mike, we're up against the clock. Great analysis, buddy. We'll talk again. Thanks so much. Hey, anytime. Talk soon. Thanks. All right, as we do every night, it's time to play a little sports libs, Mad Libs style. We do this 
Tim Zimmer, our MC behind the glass, MC Tim Zim. He's got some statements, sports style, fill in the blank. There's a blank or two that need to be filled in, and you can play along with us. I haven't seen these before. We uh, rip this on the fly, and you can play on the text line at 870-870. All right, what you got, Tim? All right, I have three tonight. Um, first question with Vlad Guerrero Jr., the son of Vlad Guerrero, obviously, uh, playing for the Blue Jays in the MLB. Blank is the best father-son duo in professional sports. It could be any from now or it can be in the past. Blank is the best professional father-son duo. You probably know where I'm going to go with this because where I'm from, like originally. I've got to go Ken Griffey Jr. and Ken Griffey Sr. In fact, they're the only father-son combo to hit back-to-back home runs. That was during uh, Griffey Jr.'s rookie season. And it is still um, a season and a moment that everybody up there talks about, all the baseball fans. So that's going to be my default answer. Ken Griffey Sr. and Ken Griffey Jr. I don't think a lot of people realize Ken Griffey Sr., had a really good baseball career, nice career. Not his son's career, but he had a really good one. I think Vlad Guerrero Jr. could potentially be a Hall of Famer if he if this if this hype he lives up to coming out of the minor leagues. Oh, so you're talking about they don't have to actually play with each other. No, no, they can just be father son duos. Like they don't have to play at the same time. You could I could argue Dale Hart Jr., Dale Hart Sr. Well, I would have to go the Mannings then, right? Archie Payton and Archie I mean, Eli. That's a good one, yeah. That that is a good if one. If they if they didn't have to play together, then I'm going to revise and I'm going to go the Mannings. I think would be the top of my list. Yeah, I think that's a good one. I'm, I was watching baseball to, or baseball tonight the other night, our on MLB Network or whatever, and they were saying this Vlad family could be the best ever father son duo if because Vlad obviously was all a famer. If Man, his, he was so good. If his son can live up to his height, or they they they're saying he could be even better than his dad. He was one of the few must watch at bats during his prime. I would stop what I was doing and make sure I turned up the sounds and and watch Vlad the impaler um, I, up at the plate. No batting gloves. Just, I mean, he could hit it. You remember when he hit one that bounced off the plate or in front of the plate? Yes, Do you remember I that? remember that. That was, that was kind of crazy. That was incredible. I'd like to see what other responses we get as best father-son duo in professional yeah, sports. I want that too. Text those to 87870. That'll be a good one. All right, question number two. If you're picking the winning horse in the Kentucky Derby, blank is the best method to choose. Name. It's all about name here because if you're like me – very casual. Like, I love it. It's on my bucket list of things in You're a sports events casually, to go to. Yeah. yeah, go to just pick a name. Pick a name. Like my favorite name here, win, win, win. Win, win, win. Yeah, it's got to yeah. be. If win, win, win doesn't win, he needs to be renamed. You can't have a name where it's win, win, win. You're in a triple crown. You need three wins. If you're not winning, get rid of the name. Omaha Beach is the favorite, and it's the 75th anniversary of uh, World War II Omaha Beach. So who knows? Yeah, that's not. Omaha Beach, Nebraska. That's yeah, different yeah. Omaha Beach. Question number three: If Louisiana could add one professional sport, which which would it be and where? Say this again. If Louisiana could add one more professional sport, which would it be and where? Well, you don't have to add the where, but just which would it be? MLS soccer, I believe, would have a very diehard following here. I don't think it'd be like Atlanta level. Like, have you seen Atlanta? They've they the, won the championship. Have, but have you seen like the stadium for their games? I know it's we love to rip on Atlanta, but and maybe this is just because yeah the Falcons are terrible, so they've got to have something to cheer for. I actually think I know why there's more fans there. Chick Fil A's open. <laughs> that's that's true. It is pretty incredible when they're getting seventy thousand people for MLS playoff games. They go insane for that. I believe it would succeed here. I firmly believe. MLS would succeed here because whether you know the 
the anti-soccer crowd believes it or not, there are a lot of – just look at what the, the Noel Gold Rugby's doing. I mean, really, they've they're, they're got a small but very passionate fan base. I think you're right. Soccer would be probably the best one. Uh, here's a text from the 504, Cal and Billy Ripken. I didn't think about that one. Uh, the Mannings from the 985, Archie, Peyton, Eli. That's probably top of the list for me. If you can find a father-son Hall of Fame, which obviously the Guerreros aren't yet, but that would probably be the best bet. I don't think you can find one. That's a great question. I can't think of one off the top of my head either. There are no father-son Hall of Fame combos? At least not yet, no. Wow, that's interesting. Good one, Tim. All right, that's Sports Libs. We're wrapping up the show. Next moment is in plus. Final look at our Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll. Saints over under 10.5 wins. What you got? All right, we missed a couple here. The only Hall of Fame combo, and this is our, I guess, our lack of true NHL knowledge. We should have known this, though. Bobby and Brett Hull. Got to be up there. Bobby and Barry Bonds, although Bobby Bonds, Bobby Bonds isn't in the Hall of Fame, is he, Tim? No, he's not. Some other father-son combos. This is a great question. Lee and Richard Petty. I'm surprised you didn't mention that one, Timmy. And there's a, there's a horse combo on here. Like, it, was it Man of War and War Admiral? <laughs> We're looking at the same ones here. Best father-son uh, combos in sports history. Uh, King Griffey Jr. and Sr. on there also. It's great stuff. Final look at our Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll at www.com. Saints over under 10.5 wins and is expected the over dominating that poll. 93% of you saying over, 7% saying under. Tomorrow I'll be on Sports Talk with Bobby Bear starting at 4 o'clock. We'll talk about those over-under win totals, go around the NFL, and more on LSU football's awesome recruiting class that's ranked number one in the country for 2020. Do you think the Tigers are finally closing that gap on Alabama you can huddle up with Bobby Aber and me tomorrow, 4 to 8 p.m. on Sports Talk, right here on your home for the Saints, LSU, and the Pelicans, WWL. Thanks to Tim Zimmer, our producer behind the glass. Thanks to Todd Manessis, our assistant program director, Diane Newman, our program director, and Helen Santani for helping out during the day. Our guests, Mike Scarborough, Rod Walker, Andrew Doak, and Ollie Cosell. Great lineup for you today. Also, Thanks to you for listening. Wouldn't be possible without you. And if you missed any of the show, remember you can ch- uh, catch all of the show every single day on the podcast on demand section of www.com or you can get the radio.com app. It's free, and I suggest you get that. You can also find us in the Apple Podcast section. I'm Seth Dunlap. Give me a follow on Twitter at Seth Dunlap. And remember, catch our Game of Thrones podcast if you haven't yet. A podcast has no name. That's on WWL. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.